Welcome to the With Pride and Grit podcast, a show dedicated to helping you navigate a season of transition in your life. I'm your host, Jen Passwall, and as a 16-year military spouse, I know firsthand how challenging life's transitions can be. I also know it's an opportunity for growth, discovery, and new beginnings. In this season of With Pride and Grit, we're sharing stories of military spouses who are or have successfully transitioned to civilian life. We'll also hear from experts who can offer valuable insights about transition resources available to support a spouse's journey. Whether you're just starting the transition process or already well on your way, this podcast is for you. We hope to provide you with the knowledge and inspiration to make the most of this new chapter in your life. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. If you have ever PCS, you're going to want to stick around. Today, we're talking with Erin, who's the program coordinator at Military No Stress PCS, about the concierge service that they provide to help take all the research of your PCS off your plate. And that includes your transition PCS. So stick around. All right. So Erin is here to help us understand all the things that we need to know about how her, the resource that she works with can help us with our PCS. So no pressure, Erin, but we're really excited that you're here and really excited to learn more about this resource. Oh, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks, Jen, for having me on so that I can talk about our nonprofit because we're relatively new and um, we're getting awareness. We're getting a little more well-known, but every little bit helps just to get our mission and vision out there is incredibly helpful. So absolutely happy to help. And as you know, the, this podcast is about transition and about the resources that military spouses can access to support their transition. So I would love it if you would just start us off by talking a little bit about yourself and your military journey, and then connect mm -hmm. that to how you became associated with the nonprofit. Yeah, no, that that's an easy one. So I'm an active duty spouse have been for almost 20 years now. And my husband is retiring this summer, so that's where my transition piece comes in. But the last PCS we did about two years ago was from Florida up to the Northern Virginia area. And after we left, a friend of mine sent me this job posting that she thought I'd be perfect for. And so I reached out to Rob Shelley. He's the founder and the CEO, president, all those big name titles that he doesn't, doesn't like to affiliate himself with, but he is, he's all those things. <laughs> reached out to him to, to have a conversation about what it was that the job entailed and what the program like organization was. Uh, so we had, we were probably on the phone for about an hour and a half, maybe just talking about how he had started this, why he had started this. So he is a civilian in Florida and works with his wife's real estate company. And they have a lot of military clients, of course, because it's mm -hmm. Tampa area. It's a lot of in and out, out of McDill. And so he, with all these customers and clients and things like that, he, they became friends with a family that had PCS, I think from Korea or Japan. I can't remember exactly where it was from. And so they sold their house leaving Florida and Rob's wife's company took that and did that for them. Then they became kind of friends with this family. And then when they came back, they ended up coming back to Florida. They reached out to Rob and his wife and to buy a house. And so in, in all of that, transition and moving and, you know, back and forth, they became friends with this family. And Rob really got to kind of see as much as a civilian can, mm -hmm. the ins and outs of a military move and how much stress there is, how much stuff there is, how much, just everything, mm -hmm. all of the things that goes with it. And he, he wanted to do something for military families to try to help reduce that stress. 
And so Military No Stress PCS was born. I think this was early 2021, I think. They started with just, you know, it was just like a real estate thing where they would help people find houses, buying and selling. And then it kind of, they brought me on to be the program coordinator. And, and really a lot of that was initially just the social media, the being a military spouse and being in, in this world. And so I, you know, they, they were kind of telling us what we, they thought we needed to hear. And then they realized, wait a minute, we need, we don't need to do that. We need to bring someone in to tell us what we need, what we need to know. So that's why they brought me in on that. And then we switched gears a little bit and we became a PCS concierge service. And so all that means really is that anytime an active duty family is PCSing and there's all the research that we have to do, right? Even if it's Mm -hmm. to an area you've been before or a brand new area, there's schools, there's pets, veterinarians, how to get your pet there, how to get your car there sometimes, how to, all those things, houses, communities, churches, doctors, dentists, all of the things that you have to do to research the new duty station. We basically, you send us your email and your information and say, hey, I'm looking for a school for my kindergartner. This is this kind of the area we're looking at. What can you tell me about the best schools in Northern Virginia? What can you tell me about the schools in California? Um, we also do overseas requests too. We've got a lot of people heading to and mm-hmm. from overseas that are wanting to know about it's a lot of people actually, it's their first PCS ever. And so they're just like, we're, I'm so overwhelmed. Just, you know, help me get started. And so we've got, we work a lot with military one source, as we all know, that is a wealth of information there, but it is that it is a wealth of information (laughs) and sometimes very hard to navigate. And even I get frustrated as a veteran spouse. I'm like, oh my gosh, just give me the answer right? Like at the top search, don't make me weave through all these things. So we use groups like that or organizations like that. We use the spouses groups. We use just friends, civilians, you know, our own experiences, our military spouse friends. There's been a lot of times where I've reached out to a spouse friend because I'm like, oh, you're stationed in Hawaii. This just came in. What can you tell me about this? Because they're boots on the ground. They have the, mm-hmm. that firsthand experience. And it's not to say that spouses can't go and do this themselves. We're not We're not doing anything that spouses don't already do. We're just doing it for you. We're just saying, hey, let us take a piece of that and we will go and we will do all of that as well. And then we'll weed through all of those ridiculous answers that just, that aren't really the answer, but maybe have a piece of the answer in there and we'll funnel it into a more manageable answer, whether that's like the top five schools or the top three schools or, and I say school because that is is a big one that we get a lot because schools are, are rightly so very important. Um, but we, we help with finding houses. We have a network of agents all over the country that are willing to come in and say, we're here, you need to buy a house, let's do that. And a lot of those spouses or a lot of those agents are military spouse or veterans. So they get that piece of it. And they're also military relocation certified professionals, which just means that they go through some kind of certification that is specific for buying and selling for military communities and families and things like that. So that's one big piece of our puzzle because that's, that is also a very stressful thing. I don't know how many people I've talked to that have done sight unseen in the last mm-hmm. couple of years, just because of the pandemic and just 
the housing market is just crazy. And so having, especially if you're moving to a new area where you don't know anyone, a real estate agent, or you can go into the spouse groups and ask and you will get a thousand different answers or maybe like a handful of them are the same person. And those are great recommendations too, but we have a network that of people that are intently looking to help military spouse military spouses and their families. I say spouses a lot, but it's the whole, the whole right. gamut of sure. everyone in the family. Yeah. That's a lot, really. It, if I think about the biggest stressor for us, for me, in the almost 10 moves that we did, 10 total, mm-hmm. if I count the like girlfriend move, <laughs> but in our 10 moves, the how the logistics of the new location was really where a lot of the stress came. I mean, setting up the house for me is fun. That part I like, I don't need any help with that, but it's a pain, but I actually enjoy making it home and all of that. But it is finding all the services, finding all the figuring out the schools. I mean, that's always been a driver for us. So I think it's such an, it's such an interesting service to be able to say, give me those things that cause you the most amount of stress and let me at least get you started. It doesn't mean I'm I'm sure it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to find every, you know, every answer in every corner. But just to be able to say, "Hey, here's some here's a way funnel your questions a little bit, funnel mm-hmm. your path a little bit so that instead of you having to look at the whole scenario, we can help you narrow your search or narrow your focus and target right. in a way that's mm-hmm. going to be just more efficient for your time." So I imagine for a lot of the folks that you've helped Like what's the kind of the number one thing they like, I'm sure there's appreciation, right? But what is that experience like for them to be able to give that up for the first time? I mean, for, so again, for a lot of our requests, people, they'll say, this is my very first PCS. And so Mm. those requests, they're not really giving anything up because they don't know. (laughs) They don't know that they, they don't know what they're giving up because they haven't had to do it yet. But that's a really interesting question because I've never really thought about that because I, when I first found out about this, I was like, this is phenomenal. I wish that I'd had this Sure. back when I was a new mom and had babies and we just, it was ridiculous, but I've never thought about actually having to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to ask for this kind of help. I'm a big proponent of that after having twins. I'm like, no, I can't do this by myself. <laughs> you know? So as, as a mom of four kids now, I'm like, yes, ask for all the help. But a couple of years ago, I might not have had that same mentality because our society also sometimes mm-hmm. says, do it yourself, especially when it comes to spouses. Like people yeah. look at us and, it, and rightfully, we are strong, we are resilient, we kick ass every day, but sometimes <laughs> we're only human too, you yeah. know, and it's hard to ask for that help. And so that is a great question. And I can't really answer it because I don't, no one has said anything specifically to that in terms of their responses to the information we send. We get a lot of, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That is sure. so great. I did have one about a year ago or so. She sent us a request. I don't even, I don't even remember the details of it, but I answered it and I sent her stuff and she responded back and she was like, this is so great. She said, I, in the last couple of months or whatever her time frame was, she had felt like no one was really there trying mm-hmm. to help her. And she really felt alone a little bit. I'm paraphrasing what she said, but, you know, and so that really sticks in my head when I think about what we're doing and how, you know, we're helping people just be there for them. And any question that they have or anything they want to research, we will do our very best to help with that. Some of them, of course, are 
out of our above our pay grade sort of a thing and we have to be like <laughs> you should talk to your you know your command about that because I don't know I will often go to my husband and be like hey what you know like because it is more of a specific question about the military itself mm-hmm. and less of a researchable question and so then he nine times out of ten his answer is like that's command question <laughs> so, you know I'm like all right but, but, but at least you can help and you know to your point if you've got a lot of folks that are new they don't necessarily, they don't know what those sort of boundaries look like and what, what is the thing I need to figure out for myself and what is something that I can lean on the sort of the institution to help me with. And I think to your point too, the interesting value of being able to serve young, younger, I say younger in, in their time, like younger in military life mm-hmm. is that you're absolutely right that this notion of asking for help can be a learned thing that we had to learn right. through necessity. And it may not be what we come in with. And so you're helping set the stage from the beginning that, hey, like, it's okay to have people help you with these things. Absolutely. And lean on those resources because there's so many organizations that help in a variety of ways. So that's what they're there for. You have to find them. But once you find them, use them, lean on them. Don't feel like Mm -hmm. that uh, isn't something you should be doing because you're brand new or because it's your first time or, you know, or it's expected of you to figure that out by yourself or that yes. Or that sort of opposite, which is actually where I was curious to lead my question a little bit, which is you have the ability to help the, the kind of the newer spouses, which is awesome. I would love for you to put kind of the work that you all are doing through this transition lens. If you Mm -hmm. think about a transitioning family, which I know you're very familiar with, (laughs) as you think about how a transitioning spouse or a spouse that's Mm -hmm. married to a transitioning service member, how do you see this service as really helping with that last, what, you know, last move or at least last move with service? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I'm glad you asked that because I see it in a couple of different ways. Number one, first, of course, we can help you buy a house, your forever home. Um, We're again in the middle of transitioning. We'll leave here in a couple of months. And so I reached, I said to Rob, said, Hey, this is where we're going. We're familiar with the area because it's our home state, but not with that city area. Like we, I need a, I need a real estate agent. We're going to buy our forever home, get me plugged in. And so he did, even though Minnesota is not a big military <laughs> state, but he, he found someone who had been a real estate agent for several years and had helped some military families. And that's not, you know, that's not a prerequisite for us. At least sure. we just, we wanted someone who was willing to work with Rob on all of that. Um, so that's number one. We can definitely help you find a house, find your forever home. Number two, I think the number one thing when I move is after all the kids are off to school or everything is settled, you're unpacked. We're we're a we're an unpacking right away family. We're not one of those that just <laughs> spreads it out over. We're like, nope, done. We just that's get it unpacked true. in like a weekend and it's good. Yep. Once all of that is settled. Then it's about finding your place, whether mm-hmm. it's a job or your community or your neighborhood, or I'm a faith-based person. So I typically will go out and find a church. And so even we can help with those kinds of things too, as much as it's, it's hard to, at least for a church recommendation, you know, sure. those are very personal things, and, but like mom's groups or mm-hmm. just different events maybe that are happening that you just don't know that you don't know. And so that's, that's a time thing and your time is precious. And so what we want to do is just take that and do that research for you. Another piece too, is that as I've been doing this job for almost two years, I have come across so many resources. (laughs) It's just, my mind is just exploding Mm -hmm. with all the different things. And I really enjoy being able to be 
to connect those resources to people that didn't know about them because yeah. I didn't know about them either until right. either I saw them in a group because I'm always paying attention to as much as I can to just the different groups and the different organizations that are similar to us or that are supporting military communities. And they're always posting things and sharing things out there in, in their newsletters and their social media and things like that. And that's how I learn about a lot of them. But some of them reach out to us as well. And like when people move overseas, if you have a pet, there's a whole thing mm. to, I, we don't, we didn't have a dog when we moved overseas. So I don't really know the ins and outs of it, but that's more to my point is that there's a lot to it. And this leave no pause behind USA reached out to us like a year and a half ago and said, Hey, this, we help with moving overseas and things. So if you ever have anybody who asks about that, we can help them with just the FAQs mm. and all those things that you just don't know, you don't know until you have to try to do it. And sometimes it can be very frustrating from what I've heard, at least for moving pets. And then about a year ago, another military spouse company reached out, or I reached out to them because I saw them on a group and they're called Logs. Mm -hmm. And they, yeah, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, they do, they work more with the moving part and they do a lot of different things for that, that you have to talk to Isabel about it because I can't explain it nearly as well as she can, but just things like that, that, you know, some of them are new and some of them you just didn't know that you didn't know. And so, um, I mean, I don't know all of them, of course, and there may be a chance where you send me a question and I'm like, I do not have a resource for that, but that, that doesn't mean I won't go and try to find it, you know, and right. connect different people that I think might know about it and say, what can you tell me about this? Or how do I answer? How would you think I'd answer this? Just because I think you have got some kind of skin in that game at some point. So that's really how I envision us helping transitioning military members and their families. And the thing that I really kind of latched onto and what you were saying is so often in these conversations around transition, I hear that community loss as being one of the kind of points of fear, points of concern mm -hmm. for spouses and for the family as a whole. But I think for the spouses right. in particular, because we're just used to that instant community wherever, whatever the next duty station might be. And right. so I think being able to connect people in and give them kind of a head start on here are some things you could consider and here are some places you could connect. So that it's like one less step they have to go to, to try to set up their new community. Because I think mm -hmm. for veteran spouses, that can feel a little more lonely than anticipated sometimes. Absolutely. And, and the best way around that, I think, is to is your own kind of engagement in your own effort to try mm -hmm. to just get up all the strength and energy and no. <laughs> to be able to start over <laughs> in this new place. But I mm -hmm. think there's a different lens for it when you realize, okay, we might be here for a minute and I want right. to, I don't want to do it fast. I want to do it well. And I want to make right. sure you're good relationships that I want to continue. And so figuring out what that might look like and how it might be different even from the way you've done it in the past when fast right. is okay because you were only there a year anyway. <laughs> so. I've had that mentality this whole time. <laughs> like just the Northern Virginia area is very difficult sometimes to break into, as you probably know as well, living down the street from me. But then I'm just like, oh no, it's fine because we're going to be gone in a year and it doesn't matter that person said that or didn't call me or whatever. All the things right. you get in your head about. Yeah. All of it. I'm, I've got very senioritis attitude about this whole place. <laughs> but moving when we move this summer, it'll, it will be very different mm -hmm. because that is as weird as it is to think about where we don't have any plans to move from that area. Mm -hmm. And so to build those roots and to get 
good solid routes, really, the quality versus the speed and quickness. There will be some speed and quickness too, because you want to get plugged in, mm -hmm. but being able to just take your time a little bit because you are going to be there for longer, I think is is going to be really strange. And you should circle back to me maybe about this time next year and see how I did with that. You're, it's funny. You're actually the second interview I've had where we said, we should probably do a follow-up in like a year, year and a half. And what did we learn? What do we know now? So right, yeah, I feel like exactly. the universe is saying I need to do that because that's the second time today that's actually been a conversation. So I love it. Um, can just clarify for me, you talked about the concierge service. Is that the extent mm -hmm. of the services or are there any other services we want folks to know about? I mean, that's really it. Yep. Like I said, with the agents, we can connect you to those, but it's really just the research and the, the finding the answers for you. And the beauty of what we do is we're funded by grants and donations. And so all of that, like any time I, you send me a question and I send you an answer, we're not charging you for that. Obviously, if we get you connected to an agent, you're going to have to do the normal agent fees and all that, all that stuff. But we will connect you to anyone and everyone for no fee on our end. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. The fact that the, that the concierge service is free, I think is, is compelling to, to use it because you literally have nothing to lose because exactly. you can throw out a question, throw out a, a concern and, and see what mm -hmm. you get back. Mm -hmm. And Chances are it's going to direct you a little bit more in, in the way that you need to go. From an access perspective, do you really just work with active duty families or where does that sort of, where is the line between active duty versus veteran and so forth? Our target audience is active duty. That doesn't mean we haven't helped. I think one time we had a government contractor reach out because they were sticking overseas. And so I don't remember what the question was or whatever. And so we're not... We're not going to say no to that, but our, our main focus is active duty. We won't shy away from helping veterans, but mm -hmm. I'm, I was thinking about that because you had sent the question, some of the questions and I was like, I don't know how, like, how would we help veterans? I'm not sure we're willing to, because they served and they put their time in, but I just, I don't know. That would be an interesting thing to see how they would submit, what they would submit for their mm -hmm. things for us to research. Cause I don't know. And I was thinking like, I know someone who, you know, they PCS to their, what they thought was their final duty station post-retirement right. and the job didn't quite pan out to be what everybody loved sure. and the town didn't quite out, plan out to be what everybody loved. And so now they're looking at, okay, where do we, like, where do we want to pivot to that feels more like right. us? we followed the job and that didn't work. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to kind of follow us and figure out what mm -hmm. we want. So I could see in those situations, so yeah. in that case, mm -hmm you feel like folks could reach back and ask for your yeah. help and really another PCS only now we've got to fund it ourselves. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's a great example of something. I just wasn't thinking about that, but yeah, for sure. If that happens and you're a veteran and you need some assistance, reach out to us for sure. No, I think that's awesome. Cause I think so often those resources sometimes will stop with the active duty. And I understand that organizations have to draw lines in the sand and, sure. and I get that, but I think where there's flexibility, I think mm -hmm. it's important to point it out because there are a lot of things that just go away when you cross that line. And so right. I definitely appreciate that you guys are flexible enough to be able to just serve anyone who is in this space and needs support, which is, it sounds like really what you're all about anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. We're very much about that. So if uh, you, you might have answered it, but I want to actually ask it just to be sure, because I'm just curious mm -hmm. if 
If you were to think about, let's say over the last 12 months or so, what's the kind of number one thing? Is it really, you mentioned schools before, is that really the number one thing or what's the top couple of things that folks are coming to you asking about? I would say schools and houses. Again, we've had a lot of people say, this is my first PCS, just you know, how, where do I start? I think those are the top three things we get. We do get one-offs about, again, pets, vehicles, shipping, mm -hmm. if you're moving to Alaska, that was one. Or just if you were shipping your vehicle from California to Virginia, how does that work? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really it. A lot of them are just one-offs, but the majority of them are those top three things, schools, housing, and, um, oh shoot, I forgot what the third one was. Just the new folks. <laughs> Yeah, the new people. Sorry, new people, I forgot about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay, so I think we're ready to wrap up, Erin, but what I'd love to do is give you the floor to just one, tell us how we how individuals who need your service can find the organization. And then if there's any other kind of parting words of wisdom about the PCS process that you've learned through this experience working with the nonprofit, I would love for you to share that that nugget for folks, particularly those headed into transition. Yes. So you can go to our website. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. You can reach out to us via direct message there. You can, we've got phone numbers. If you wanted to call, you could text. We have all the ways, all carrier the ways. pigeon. You could just, yeah, we will take it however you want to send it to us and really just let us help. Let us take this off your plate. Um, one thing I didn't mention is that while Rob is a civilian and we've got another, um, administrative person who is a civilian as well, 80% of our team are military spouses. And so we, we've been in it. Mm -hmm. We know we're not just going to Google and telling you what Google says. We're doing that, but we're also cross-referencing that with the groups and the spouse groups and the military groups. And then again, like I said, our just friends and neighbors and military contacts that we have and just trying to just get the best information for you. And we try to do it in a relatively quick amount of time. We don't really promise to be 24 hours, but we try to do at least reach out and say, hey, we got your request, we're working on it. Especially if it's something that might take a little bit more time. We've got our concierge agents will call. We've had several of them call just different schools or different like daycares, mm -hmm. things like that. So that I hate talking on the phone. So I'll <laughs> let anyone call anybody for me to ask them things, you know? Uh, so, you know, we've done that. We've called people. Um, and sometimes that is a little difficult too, because you don't get responses back quick enough. Um, it is the military after all. So really just let us help. That's, I don't know. Like I said before, I'm not, I'm a big proponent of asking for help. And I think we need to kind of change the narrative around military spouses and we can be strong and resilient and, do all the things, but recognize when you need assistance, whether it's with us or just in life in general, sure. um, and just reach out and ask for help. That's what we're here for. That's literally our mission and our vision. <laughs> and that's it. That's all we do. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Aaron, for coming on and educating us a little bit about how we could use the resource Absolutely. and how we could particularly use it with that upcoming transition that I think any way that we can lower stress for that final move, I think is right. worthwhile. So I hope folks will reach yeah. out. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Thank you for having me too. Absolutely. That's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the With Pride and Grip podcast. We're so grateful to our guests for sharing their stories and expertise with us. And we're grateful to you, our listeners, for tuning in. 
please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And we always appreciate you sharing us with a friend or leaving a kind review. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can find us on social media under at Pride and Grit or on our website, prideandgrit.com. Until next time, please remember you're not alone on this journey and it is our privilege to walk alongside you.